That is a classic show. How can you even compare the two? It was the last season of The Americans. I absolutely adored that show. Come on, we need to find some rockets. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard on Sensibly Loud Radio. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It is a beautiful Thursday night here at Sensibly Loud HQ in Dallas, Texas. We're coming to you live. I am your host, J-Mac. I'm here with B-Easy. Brandon, good evening. Good evening, J-Mac. How's it going, man? Good, man. Good to be back. It feels like it's been a little bit. It has. Uh, you know, we've been busy behind the scenes and running some other shows uh, we'll get into here in a bit. But God. yeah, it's been exciting times. God, haven't we? <laughs> it's been wild. Or like you said, we'll talk about it here in a minute. This is also the first episode where we're back where it's just you and I. And it's been a little bit since we've we've done that as well because we've had... Uh, Claire on two weeks ago or two episodes ago and then Ben on the week uh, after that. So back to just us. Yeah, that's right. It feels like it has been a while since it's been just the two of us. So uh, very happy to have Claire and Ben on. I felt like they were really big uh, contributors in terms of talking about the best albums and, and their top 10. That was a lot of fun talking about that. But Definitely excited to talk about uh, everything else going on. There's been a lot of news and stuff to catch up on. Man, I know it. News and stuff with us and everything else in between. So I guess we'll jump right in. And one thing I want to give out. So we actually have a new phone number where you guys can give us a call and uh, leave voicemail or call while we're uh, doing the show. We're going to maybe start doing some shows live. I don't know. We've talked about that a little bit. But regardless, give us a call. Leave us a message. Let us know what you want to talk about. We'll, we'll play the message. We want to talk about whatever you guys are into and what you have questions about or uh, you know, anything in between, that number is 972-885-9361. Give it a call anytime. Leave a message. Actually, the, one of the first calls we got, Brandon, do you want to tell us, talk about the first call we got to that number when we got it established? So the first call that we got was today. I saw a notification while I was at work. I listened to it. And basically, it's Aaron's Furniture Store. Uh, and this is not a, uh, a sponsorship or anything Correct, like yes. that. <laughs> Uh, saying, uh, hey, uh, we want to talk to you about your business account, blah, blah, blah. If you have an account with us, please call us back at this number. If you don't, call us back at this number. Which, so it's kind of misleading. Hmm. But uh, it was it was Aaron's in Atlanta. So I don't know if uh, Sambino's playing a trick on us or what's going on. Yeah, it seems like Sambino's maybe be giving out the number to too many folks out there in Atlanta. Maybe that's what's going on. It's got to <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, hit me up on the DL. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Come on, that's going right to the company number. <laughs> Right now, if he's secretly trying to get us office furniture, I'm not going to be against that idea. That's a good point. But if he is, he's going about it in a very irresponsible way. That that place is a ripoff. Yeah. And he's much smarter than that. Correct. That's I'm trying to give him more credit than that is my point. But yeah, it's it's that place because isn't that like a rent to buy type situation? Yeah, it's a rent to buy. And for office furniture, you want to go through like court, which is uh, spelled C-O-R-T or, or some of these other ones that I know like. Uh, you know, sports organizations go to and they get the more nice, luxur luxurious type of furniture. For sure. I saw they were uh, just kind of a side tangent, but kind of cool nonetheless on the on this furniture spectrum, I guess. I was watching the Bucks game the other day because the Mavericks were playing them. They were on the road in Milwaukee, brand new arena. And they have these like so where the they usually sit in the chairs on this on the, you know, on their bench and everything. These like all the main chairs there's like 11 of them and they're all like heated and they're like nice looking like leather type chairs not like recliners or obviously or anything but like they're like really sharp looking and they're very they're like heated so they're like controlled to keep your body 
at a specific temperature for optimal playing, and everybody's is different. Hmm. So I've never seen that before. That's pretty cool, though. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, all the different technology going into stuff now. Uh, I mean, well, at first they came out with heated seats for cars. Now you got heated steering wheels. Yeah. Uh, which during the summer, I hope it has a cooling option because summer in Texas, yeah, Blech. not so much. So there is no cooling option. I had one on the car before the one I have now. So it was a super bougie thing to have. And it was not really that, that handy, to be honest. Oh, just really? Put, ah, just put some gloves on. <laughs> just put some gloves <laughs> on. Otherwise, you're good. Uh, yep. All right. So that was furniture talk. Um, <laughs> one of the things uh, that we did this past Sunday, which was an absolute blast, was we did a, our first live broadcast to YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope, right? Uh, yeah, Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. Yep. Yeah. So we did a live show. It was a live watch party of the AFC Championship. My Patriots are back in the Super Bowl. Uh, not surprised. Shocking. Yeah, not surprised, really. <laughs> uh, so we did a live watching party of that. All the hosts, except for a couple people, really, kind of zoomed their way in and out. Duster Dan made his first like on-camera appearance, which was awesome. He was a blast. Uh, it's always good to have him and Ben there at the same time. Yeah, especially talking about video game competitions when they were younger. Oh, you know, the brotherly rivalry. I oh, guess you could. absolutely. Yeah, the video game competition. And we learned, I feel like we learned a lot about Ben, like that he doesn't swallow his food and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a lot of work going into it. Um, that's one of the main reasons why we have not been on the internet waves in a while uh, for radio because you and I have been focusing a lot on the pre-production of that, especially me because I was doing the video production and broadcasting and all that. But it all came together really well. I'm very happy that the majority of all of us at SLM came together and had a fun time on Sunday. Absolutely, man. JB was absolutely electric the whole time. He was oh, he yeah. was picking at me. He wanted me to get so upset and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> Wasn't happening. He was going off though. He was trying. He was trying real hard, but man, I've seen this show before. This <laughs> this is not my first rodeo with this, and so I just I don't I dude win or lose with the Patriots anymore. I mean, what is what else is there to prove really? So it just doesn't really. If they lose, it was a good game. It was a good game no matter what happened, and it really came down to the very end. It went in overtime actually. Yeah, a very exciting game. Uh, both games went in overtime Sunday. That was, uh, you know, as we were setting up for the live broadcast, we watched the NFC Championship, and that was also exciting. Yeah. Maybe the refs might have got to be a little bit of an obstacle in the game, but, you know, you play to win the game, right? That's what they say. So earlier, JB tweeted, so every now and then, one of us, and this this happens pretty frequently, but one of us will tweet out something or another, and we're trying to make a very serious point. And the other one will come along and just make an absolute mockery of it, right? Uh, we do this all the time. Not, I wouldn't say all the time to where it gets old, but just every now and then we do that to each other. Right. So today I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see that JB tweets out, the last confirmed salary for at NFL commissioner Roger Goodell was $31.7 million. That's over 600000 a yeah. week. Roger will make... We'll make that this week for not commenting or doing anything about the refs no show in the Saints game. Hmm. So that's pretty wild, right? Six hundred grand a week for doing nothing yeah. about uh, that's involved in his job. I came along, I commented on it very simply with a gif that was the Hamburglar <laughs> picking up a bunch of burgers and running off. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, and I just got a text from him a little bit ago, and he was just like, you were proud of that one, weren't you? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can get the Hamburglar into things, you know, you're on the oh, track. Yeah. Throw a little nostalgia in there, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've been having a good time with, uh, with football, but, man, it's sad it's almost over. Unfortunately, I'm going to be incommunicado next week. I'm taking my first vacation away from content. Actually, I'm not even really taking a vacation from content, though. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. We're going to film some commercials and things like that. And, I mean, let's be honest, man. You know I'm probably going to blog, right? Yeah. I, 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 I really want to take the time off. But you know what? Days off don't build companies. That's all I know. So when are you going to do it when you're in the air or what when's the when's the time that creativity hits you when you're on the plane? Um man, you know how my brain works a little bit, but it's just very sporadic. And typically what I'll do is if I'm on a plane or something like that, I'll have an idea and I'll just jot it down on a notepad and then come back to it a little bit later unless it's just absolute gold that I have to write about right then, then I'll pull out my laptop and do it. I pretty much am always with my laptop though because of that. Uh, I, but there's not a real like specific time. I think I'll probably just blog throughout the the week. And like I said, we got some some commercials to shoot and stuff like that for some upcoming things. And yeah, I, I'm gonna try to relax my brain as much as possible. I think the thing that we learned this past week was that when you and I work sun up to sundown for seven, eight, nine days straight, things start to get a little mushy. And Monday was a day where my brain was a noodle. Like I said. I'm going to be taking a break-ish from content. You guys are going to run things while I'm gone. It's going to be interesting. I think I think you guys will have a good time, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so, too. I'm looking forward to what's going to come from it. But we're going to record uh, Between the Hashes this week, so that way we can drop a Super Bowl episode uh, probably that Saturday, something like that. Maybe even that Friday, just make sure everybody has that going into the weekend. It'll be a good time, man. Well, I'm glad you're able to get away. And that's going to be a great state to go visit this time of year. Absolutely. And especially as we're headed towards baseball season where, man, we start cranking out the outfielder in like two months. And, I mean, we crank those out fast and furious because, I mean, there's two episodes a week right there where, you know, all pretty much through baseball season all the way up until the trade deadline. It's a lot of content. Well, and speaking of content and the outfielder and and, and all the shows under the SLM umbrella, uh, for all of you listeners listening right now, uh, Justin and I have gone back and reassessed our platform uh, in terms of all of our streaming platforms and how everything kind of originates from that to distribute down. Uh, but you'll start to notice that, at least for now, the outfielder, all the episodes are now loaded. So your listening pleasure, you can go back and listen to episodes 10 all the way up to current episode. And you'll start to see that with all of our newer shows, including radio. Yeah. Uh, so for you completionists out there, because I know I'm very much completionist, you will now go back and be able to listen to the history that is Since We Loud Radio and all media podcasts, uh, for better or worse, right, Justin? Man, you're telling me some of those old episodes were just brutal. We just had no idea what we were doing quality-wise or content-wise. It was a very different time. It was like a, it was like a year ago, but it was still a, it was a simpler time whenever we were trying to figure this out. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. We just added Just Peachy, the new uh, podcast with Claire and Caitlin, too. So that's our fifth show to the company, plus blogs, plus you know everything else we're doing. We're working on video stuff now. Uh, we'll talk here in just a second about a new project that you and I are working on. Man, there's just so much going on. 
so much There's going, a lot going on. on. It's it, it's exciting times. It's it's a little bit of work, but we'll look back on this and be like, you know what, this this all was worth it. And I want to touch on just Peachy for a little bit because all of our other uh, hosts of other shows, you know, while Claire was on uh, during Sunday's uh, showdown during the game, you know, everybody had nothing but nice things, including me to say about just Beachy. You know, Caitlin and Claire sound like they've been pros and been doing this longer than you and I have. They really do. Uh, it's ridiculous. They really bring an en- energy to it. They talk Bachelor, but even beyond that, they talk about just life in general. So if anybody wants to go in and listen to their episodes, they're up now. Definitely recommend checking them out. Absolutely, man. They are pros at it. It almost pisses me off because we've worked so hard to be mediocre at this. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to get at least maybe the both of them on as guests during a, a future radio show. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely, because we're going to be doing... And so the other thing we're going to do at some point is the Simpsons thing where we're going to rank all of our Simpsons characters and everything, and that is going to be something. Yeah, that's going to be great. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. But I think the main thing overall that we're going to be doing more of, I think you guys are going to see in the coming months, or we're going to be doing more live stuff. I think the next thing that we've got planned right now is we're going to do a live show for reactions of the NBA trade deadline. So it'll probably be, uh, probably be Kyle Beats, Josh, and I, and probably you'll probably be there as well, or you'll run it nonetheless. But there's going to be uh, we're going to do a live show for that and just reactions on what what all went down at the deadline. So that's going to be February seventh. So I'd imagine it'll probably be either that night or the next day. But that'll be on our YouTube channel. We'll throw it up on Facebook Live. Uh, and Periscope and everything. So we're going to be out there. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more live content, though. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, absolutely. And, and for those that have not watched uh, or visited our YouTube page, we'll be campaigning that on our website, sensiblyloud.com. But if you search for Sensibly Loud Media on YouTube, you will find our channel that way. Uh, you'll recognize our newest logo that you can also see on our website. But we also have other projects coming down the pike in terms of uh, video and some sort of uh, review project that we have. Yeah, so you and I have been working on several different things here, but the thing that we're going to talk about here for a second is a new thing that we're going to be doing on our YouTube channel called Sensibly Loud Commentary. And this is a... How did this idea start? Well, this idea started because you and I started talking about different movies that, you know, well, what... What have you seen? Or, or I think I mentioned a film and you were just like, that's a film? <laughs> I, well, let's see. It started off with music. It started off with a certain song about peaches and you're like, that's not real. And then it, it started real. going down another path of like, oh, well, have you seen this movie before? No, I haven't seen it. Have you seen this movie? No. And we're like, you know what? We need to find time to come to watch these movies. So we figured what better way to do it and watch it together. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was so first of all that peach song not real second of all i think that we you know what this really started with is that movie tin men yes with with richard dreyfus and danny devito and then it kind of went from there and so basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna i don't know we're, we haven't figured out the frequency quite yet but each week i would say we'll just say each week for now i don't know if it's really gonna be that cadence quite yet but each of these episodes we're we do we're going to watch an old movie, something that uh, we've wanted to watch or just an 80s movie or something like that, that that one of us has seen or the other hasn't. Anything that we really come across that we just feel like watching, we're going to do that. And so basically we're going to start the show. We're going to drink a couple of beers while we do it. 
and we're going to say one, two, three, hit play, and we're going to watch it, and we're going to commentate throughout the movie. And the cameras are going to be on us, so you're not going to be able to actually see the movie. But what you can do is you can get the movie yourself, play it, and listen to the commentary in your ear as you go, or just from the classics. I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited about this project. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to tell our listeners and subscribers what movie we're going to start with? Yeah, we're going to start with The Burbs with Tom Hanks. And this that's is actually right. a movie I have not seen. Yep. And that that's kind of another thing that stemmed from this conversation that we had. And we were mentioning, I think we were talking about Tom Hanks movies and great 80s movies. And that was one I grew up with. And you had not seen it, so we watched the trailer. And of all the movies we have on our list that we've created so far, that's the one that we're starting with because that looked like the most uh, entertaining one to you, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's hard to say though because we have we've got some good ones on that list. We do, we do. But and, we also you know. we also do want to hear from the listeners what we should be watching and what you know what everybody else wants to see. We're gonna do that. So anytime that you guys want to hit us up on social, anything like that, give us a call at the number. We want to hear from you. So we would we definitely want to want to be watching what you guys want to watch. Hit us up on the social. Or leave a voice message on the the Google Voice number we've set up. And we'll definitely, uh, even if we don't watch it, we'll take your recommendation in consideration and we might mention you on the, on the air. Absolutely. And the other thing is we want to like, so I think the other part of this is too, that we want to hear like weird movies that you think would just weird us out. And I'm going to give you an example real quick. It's a, it's a movie that I told Brandon about the other day. And we watched the trailer that was just absolutely ludicrous. It's a movie called Rent a Kid. Oh man. Something this this looked like the most ridiculous movie trailer <laughs> I've ever seen. I mean, it's Leslie Nielsen, and he's I think his son runs an adoption agency, and so he gets the idea to start renting kids out to see if people are ready to have children. It's a ludicrous premise. But it's Leslie Nielsen. We gotta watch it, right? Right, yeah. I've seen all the Leslie Nielsen movies from Spy Hard to the Naked Gun series. Uh, you know, I've always loved that guy. Uh, but uh, this one's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, and Christopher Lloyd's in it, too. Remember that from <laughs> yes. the trailer? Yep, absolutely. But you uh, you haven't seen this one, though, right? You didn't even know this existed, right? I didn't know it existed, no. I don't know how I knew that it existed, but I somehow I did. So I can't wait to watch that one. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait yep. to watch all of them. We're going to do Caddyshack as golf comes around. I think we do Caddyshack like right around the Masters. I feel like that's a, that's a must. Yeah, that that's a no-brainer right there. Yeah, but we're just going to kick back, have a couple beers, and commentate yep. throughout the movie. So can't wait. It'll be a fun project to work on, man. Yeah, everybody feel free to join us and uh, tune in. Absolutely. So, uh, so Justin, what have you been up to lately? I mean, have you been to any uh, sports events, uh, obviously beyond the Patriots winning, going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. So it's actually funny that you bring that up. There's a story that I wanted to share with you, and I figured it'd be best to tell you on the air because it's it was it absolutely blew my mind. So I went to the Mavericks game the other night. The Clippers were in town. And so I took the train to the American Airlines Center because it's pretty close to my house. It makes it pretty easy to get there. And I don't have to worry about parking and all that stuff, right? Right. So I take the train. I blog the whole way there on my phone, of course. And I nearly lost track of where I was and didn't get off at the right stop because I wasn't paying attention because I was writing a blog on my phone. But that's, you know, that happens, right? Sure. 
And I'm walking up to the front of it. And so everybody, like, so the train kind of lets off and everybody walks straight up to the side of the arena. And it's just, you know, your typical four, you know, just a typical looking arena. And I know that trying to walk up to the doors that release, that the train releases into is just an absolute nightmare. So I typically walk around this, the other end of the building and kind of go in the other side because it's just easier to get in. Make sense? Yep. So I'm walking along. These two guys are walking towards me pretty quickly, and it's kind of dark. like It's on a sidewalk and everything right next to the arena, but these guys are walking pretty quickly kind of with their hands in their, their jacket pockets, right? And mm-hmm. one of them looks back and just goes, oh, shit, there she is. And the other dude looked back and then just started running away. Just took off in a dead sprint, and then she took off in a dead sprint towards me running towards him. And okay. she is just screaming, get back here, you son of a bitch. And she's just like yelling <laughs> and screaming. Dude, it was unbelievable. I was so shocked and just flabbergasted by what the hell was going on. I was, I, I have no idea. Uh, were you like, wait, what happened? Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> Why are you running away from her? But she was uh, calling him names and she was cursing and screaming. And like I said, he like they were coming at me. So they passed me. And then I like right as as they were walking towards me, I saw it. And then they passed me and he took off running. And then she comes running towards me, screaming just a- absolute obscenities. But OK, so he was with a friend. right? Yes. The friend saw her and, and told him, like, there there she is. Go. So what do you do? Just stand there and just watch? And pretty just much, like... dude. He didn't really make a whole lot of effort to run. <laughs> if that were me, would you have run or would you have just sat there? I would have sat there. Probably point and laugh. Like, yeah. what would Vegas Kyle do? Yeah, good luck, pal. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, pal. <laughs> hey, man, his friend did him a solid the way I see it by letting him, by giving him a heads up that she was after him. True. Hmm. Sounds like a cheating situation. It does. I, I, I have no idea. I can't even imagine what she would have done if she would have gotten a hold of him, though. It was a wild scene, man. It was an absolute wild scene. Yeah. yeah. that Because, you know, Cheaters, I think, originated in Dallas, right? That show? Oh, yeah. I think so. That could yeah. have been what that was. I hope not. If it is, I'm on it. Because <laughs> I was walking right next to him. Dude, you remember you remember that Room Raiders show that was on like MTV or VH1? Room I think it was Raiders. MTV. Yeah, vaguely, very vaguely. When was that? Like late, early two thousands, probably. That was like early two thousands to late two thousands. You know who was in that show that we knew? Who's that? Johnny. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I, I remember that actually. Like, I think during our valet days, he okay. was in it. And okay. then we all showed up to work one day, and and uh, Stephen was just like, "Hey." Hey, did you watch that episode? We're like, what episode? He's like, don't worry, I, I recorded it. <laughs> I watched it. I was laughing my ass off. It was so great. If anybody was perfect for that show at that time in his life was Johnny. Friend of the show, Johnny. That's right. Yep. What a guy. What a guy. Um, yeah, man. That's uh, that's really all that's been going on. What have you been uh, watching lately? Have you been watching any TV or anything? Movies? Yeah. So movie wise, I mean, other than, you know, uh, what I've seen on Netflix with Bird Box and stuff like that, I've been watching a bunch of stand up, but lately it's just been true detective. I, my, my brain is all wrapped into the layers and the 
interesting mystery that is True Detective season three. So, you know, I I loved uh, True Detective season one. Had Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, these two cops that they hated each other, but they had this like this this bond to them, you know. And mm-hmm. season two was a mess. It was HBO basically r- rushed the uh, original writer of the show to pump it out, and he wasn't ready. And the only really great character in that was uh played by colin farrell but that was it i didn't care i'd give a crap about anybody else in the show there wasn't really a bond or anything well it's been a while it's been probably like a couple years since that and uh maybe three years and now season three is out it was filmed up in northwest arkansas they're near fayetteville and uh, marashala ali as well as steven dorf uh, play the detectives and they have really great chemistry together uh, Marshall Ali is actually just nominated uh, for an Oscar as best lead actor in the Green Book. I've yet to see that film, so I plan on seeing that soon. But this guy, man, he's the real deal. He's probably the next Denzel. This guy is just, he's got this intensity about him that I haven't seen and in, in depth and in, in character that I haven't seen in a while. Dude, yeah, I've heard really, really good things about it. I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to wait till it all gets out and then I'm going to watch it at one time. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because HBO, unlike Netflix, if, if a lot of people don't know, I know a lot of people might not have HBO compared to Netflix, but, you know, it's the old-fashioned format where the very first week you put two episodes out and then every week, every Sunday, they put out a new episode. So it's kind of old school. People that know uh, Game of Thrones or uh, Westworld are very accustomed to that. But as you know, not everything's posted where you can just binge it all at one time, which I think is healthier. Yeah, I agree, but I like the thing that I love about it though is that I don't lose track of any storylines on inadvertently. Right. It's a more fluid way to watch it. I get I get both sides of it because I I do like the patience aspect of it and everything. Like I remember with Breaking Bad, that was one of the last shows that I really like waited on like that or like that I would wait week to week on and would stop down to watch it like that. It it did give it more intensity, but at the same time it was easier to forget detail. True. Um, you know, and that's kind of how it is with uh, Better Call Saul because that's in that format. Correct. And, you know, comes out on AMC and I have to wait every week. But I like having that, especially at a show where there's a lot of mystery and a lot of layers to it because it gets you to think about, you know, pontificate, you know, what's going on. Like, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. And comparing season one of True Detective to this season – this one is a lot more of a slower burn, but in a very good way because there's three different timelines. It takes place in 1980. Another timeline takes place in 1990. And another one is modern day. Yeah. And so they seamlessly go through those very fluidly, but not to the point where it gets to be confusing. Okay. Everything's yeah. organic. So cool. I, I'm really digging it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it for sure. Like I said, I'm just going to wait till everything comes out first and then I'll watch it. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to probably do that with Better Call Saul as well when it com- the next season comes out because it's just, it's a, like I said, it's... Yeah, I mean, you kind of did that with this last season, right? Well, yeah, because we were watching Breaking Bad and then we rewatched Better Call Saul all the way up and then the new season recorded and then we just watched that all at one time. So, and somehow yeah. we, got, we were missing two episodes, so we had to like go and buy those and I had to be really, really careful to make sure that I was watching them in the right order and everything because I've done that before too. Dude, I don't think I ever told you about this. There was this show that Kelsey Grammer was in called The Boss. Oh, I remember that. That yeah. show, so that show was awesome. It was it got canceled after two seasons, but it was really good, really good. 
He was basically the mayor of New York. He was Richard Daly, more or less. And he basically got Louis body syndrome and began to lose grip on reality. And he was the mayor of the city and was trying to maintain his stronghold and power hold. It was a really damn good show. But I bought season two in its entirety. And for whatever reason, my Apple TV played it backwards. Like the episodes were in like reverse of order of what you would think they would be. And so I watched the last episode, was gravely confused. And then I was like, Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined the entire thing. Like it was all a dream this entire time. Dude, yeah. Like basically. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like he wakes up and goes, Oh, that was an interesting dream. The yeah. End. Basically. And like, I mean, luckily the show ended after that. I mean, I was disappointed, but like I never even watched all of season two because I was like, Well, I got the whole thing got ruined for me. But it was literally one of those things I was like, wait, that person has a kid? And wait. This person is sleeping with what is going on here? You know, and I was like, did I miss something? You know, yeah. and then I was like, yeah, the whole season. That's what I missed. It's like, wow, this is a bizarre first episode. Dude, yeah, I absolutely I, I'll I'm going to look at this later and I'm going to get back to you on exactly how it's numbered. But it's mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, it's reverse order of the way you would think it would be laid out. I mean, I believe it. There was. Once upon a time, uh, I dated a girl for a little while, and then after the breakup, she was just like, well, you can have my Apple TV or whatever. I'm like, okay. So I was using it, and I noticed there were some things that were kind of reversed about it, but that's my opinion on Apple anyways. Yeah. Uh, But they still make great products. And so eventually, you know, now I got a Shield and using Plex and all that, man, it's you can't really screw up Plex. So at least now you don't have to worry about that using Plex going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But it was just, it was irritative Man, at the time. That was a while back, but yeah, I was real pissed. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. We've been watching, so we watched the Fire Festival documentary the other day. Have you heard much oh, about this? Yeah, I, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this again lately. I remember when this all went down and it was just the most unorganized thing ever. Dude, just wait till you watch the doc. It is... It was bad. It was so really bad. Who put out the doc? So Hulu put out one, and then Netflix put out one, and that was a whole contentious thing because Netflix was going to drop one, and then all of a sudden Hulu just jumped in front of them and got the actual guy that that like was the organizer and got him on it and dropped it, and it was uh, good. The only problem with it was that I feel like it just happened, which it did. It happened in 2017, and yep. so like. I feel like I was being told a story that I've lived just like six months ago, even though that was longer ago than that. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And so I feel like if I were watching that documentary 10 years later, it would be better because I don't remember that as vividly as I do now. Yep. It was good. We're going to watch the Netflix one this weekend and compare and contrast them. But the whole thing was a big part of it was the social media campaign of uh, a social accounts called fuck Jerry. I don't know if you ever heard of them or not, but uh, they're pretty popular on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. They made this, so they were kind of instrumental in promoting it silently online and everything. And they were the ones that made the Netflix documentary. And so the spin is supposed to be a very, very different. Ah, uh, okay. So they're. I'm guessing Jerry's the guy that created the event. And no, so fuck Jerry is like a social media account type thing that people follow. They post like they're almost like. They post like all kinds of funny stuff, like kind of like Barstool does, but like not. It's a little more random than that. Like the Onion, sort but of. not like a parody. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. 
they have funny stuff. I'll uh, I'll send you some stuff for you know here and there so you can get a feel for what it's like. But anyway, it's gonna be really interesting to watch. The thing that Claire brought to my attention today that's really really popular is that new Ted Bundy thing on on Netflix. Have you heard about that today? No, um, haven't. I think it's like a four episode thing where it's all about the the whole story of Ted Bun Ted Bundy. Yeah, the serial killer yeah. who yeah, everybody was shocked because they were like, Oh, he's good looking, he couldn't kill people and it's like, Well, he did. killers come in all shapes and sizes. I always get Ted Bundy and Al Bundy mixed up. I know you do. <laughs> Somehow I knew that about you. I don't know why. Dude, it just seems too easy because every time I hear Ted Bundy, I just think of him sitting there with his hand in his pants on the couch. Ah, <laughs> oh, peg. You know. That's <laughs> all I yep, can think. Another one of those shows I was not allowed to watch when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Dude, that doesn't surprise me. That show was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Have you right. gone back and watched it at all? Uh, You know, I've seen, like, reruns of it in college, you know, because you had, like, that or Fresh Prince, or whatever yeah. they were showing reruns for. It's been in syndication for a very long time. It still holds up. It's it's definitely funny, but it's definitely a show that would never pass now for anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, Not he had a club called the No Mams. <laughs> the No Mams. And it was just him and his buddies getting together and getting hammered, basically. Right. Yep. And all the fat people jokes and stuff that he would make at work and all that, because he was a shoe salesman, it would never pass now, but it's it's great. Never fly. But yeah, this Ted Bundy thing is supposed to be really good. Now, so I'm going to check that out this weekend. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a few documentaries that are out there I need to watch. Um, but I really want to rewatch uh, the one with uh, Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. So I need to finish the other three episodes of that. I'll, I'm watching more of that this weekend. So why don't you get started on that this weekend, too? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one that I love to rewatch. And I've even talked to... Uh, one of my cousins who is really big into music and TV and pretty much everything we're into. And, you know, he lived through some sh- some stuff that uh, some music that I think he could speak to a little bit more because he's got the LPs and all that stuff for it. So hopefully we get him on uh, as a guest in the future. Definitely, man. Definitely. What else is going on? Well, the other day, the Oscar nominations came out. Uh, I believe this was on Monday or Tuesday this week. Oh, yeah. There's some good stuff so, here to talk about. Yeah. So I, I was I was looking at that, you know, and since then, um, since our last episode, we had the Critics' Choice Awards, and then there was also the Golden Globes. And, you know, usually that's not really looked at too seriously, but sometimes it could be an indicator in terms of who might win what. So, um, looking at the full list of 2019 Oscar nominations, uh, what are some things that stood out to you, Justin, in terms of things that you thought were awesome or things that you thought were maybe a little bit questionable? So, I've got my first hot take here for, for you for a while. Okay. A Star is Born? Eh. I kind of figured you'd say that. I didn't think it was that good, man. It was fine, but it, I, we didn't even finish it, to be honest. Yeah. I just it didn't really grab me in any way, shape, or form. I don't know if I couldn't buy Bradley Cooper with a really deep voice. I buy him in a serious role just fine, but the really deep voice thing kind of threw me off. I want to try to finish it though, so I think we might try to wrap that up this weekend too. Well, as far as the deep voice thing goes, I, I watched sort of a interview he did after or during the press junket and. He said uh, he was trying to model his voice after Sam Elliott. Okay. And so Sam Elliott plays his older brother in the movie, who is also his manager. And eventually 
Sam's like, I- I'm tired of this shit. I-, I can't deal with your addictions anymore and I'm out. And yep. uh, so whenever he learned or tried to get the voice really deep, he went to Sam Elliott and he's like, you know, I want you to be in my movie and I'm directing it and stuff. You got to trust me, but this is the voice I'm doing. And Sam was just like, he's like, I really find it weird because he sounded just, just like me. And, you know, so I get where he was coming from. Yeah. Do you feel like he was the right actor for the lead role? To be honest, no. Okay. I don't think that it's a, a knock on him either. It's just yeah. that I feel like it was the wrong part. I feel like he did it really well, though. But it just, yeah. it, I didn't quite buy it. If it would have been like Jeff Bridges, something like that, then now we're cooking. Well, it had to be Jeff Bridges in the 90s. He's old as hell now. Well, yeah. But I mean, he was really good in Crazy Heart because he, you know, performed and all that. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like that kind of like older kind. Of, I don't know that gruff kind of. But it like wouldn't have really Chris worked Stapleton. with like a Chris Stapleton, right. you know? Exactly. But I don't think it really would have worked with Lady Gaga in that in that way. Then she was fantastic. I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what really uh, kind of captivated me with the film is just I didn't. I had low expectations going in of her performance, and yeah. She performed the hell out of it. The only thing about it was there was a little bit too much sporadic singing for me, almost like a musical type of thing at times. Mm. Like whenever she was just like, uh, whenever she was sitting outside of the The store, the store and she just started like singing. That was really weird. Well, but he asked her, he was like, what have you been working on? Yeah. She's like, I came up with this. So, you know, it was, it was there, but I didn't feel like it was like a, a singing type of thing like uh La La Land. So it wasn't like La La Land where it's like, we're in traffic and we're going to sing and <laughs> this and this. And it's like, get the hell out of here with that. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't like that, but it, it felt like right. it was forced at times or something like, almost yeah, like I they can, were, I can see where you're coming from almost like they were worried she couldn't act. So she should sing, which is not true because I thought she was great in it. Yeah. The problem I had was not so much Bradley Cooper or anybody acting in the film. I thought everybody was great. And I thought the way he directed it was great because, you know, it's like whoever's performing, it's it's from their perspective on stage looking on the audience. Yes. Usually from like the audience perspective. So I really like that. The sound was great. Yep. Really, really well done. But the problem I had was the storyline a little bit in terms of how all of a sudden like she's performing with him, going on tour, and then bam, like here comes this agent swooping in. It's like, oh, I can make you a star. Yeah. And all of a sudden now she's this she's going into the pop realm and it's just going out of hand. And now she's a bigger star than him. Like, uh, you know, I, I get it because of the whole stars born concept, but I felt like it could have been done a little bit better. It did. The story wasn't told well. Yeah. That's the problem with it. That That's where I just, I, I'm really critical about this stuff, but I, we watch a lot of movies and stuff and we watch, like we, we study this as art. We really right. do. And when I watch something like I, I this is not any kind of comparison in any way other than the creativity part of it. But like when I watch a story like Breaking Bad, where it is an intricate storyline that's told incredibly well and clearly it's complicated, but not for the sake of being complicated, but for an actual depth type of perception to it. I feel like it didn't have that as a movie. Right. I, I agree with that assessment. And. So, you know, but that's the thing about Breaking Bad or 24, all these shows that have so many details and complexities to it. uh, It's because they have so many hours that they can go over that. And so maybe if this movie was three hours long as opposed to 
what they had cut it down to, you know, maybe they might've been able to spin things a little bit differently. I just felt like she went from janitor to way too quickly way yeah, to, I, you know, being Taylor Swift in like 15 minutes. Yep. I agree. And that makes it really like, yeah, that made it very unbelievable. So that, that's why we've been talking about that one for a long time. I think it was overrated for sure. I haven't seen green book yet. I want to see that for sure. Black Klansman's really good. Black. I'm not sure why Black Panther's on here. Wasn't that last year? That that's kind of a controversial take a little bit, at least for me. I don't feel like it should be on here. I went and saw the movie uh, opening weekend. I thought it was good. You know, I thought it was great in some parts, but you know, I didn't think it really stood out. Like it wasn't a Dark Knight. I mean, yeah. come on, you can't compare this to the Dark Knight and be like, okay, this deserves best picture. Like, no. Correct. Um, you know, it was very well executed, but it it was good, but not that great. But I, I understand why they did it. You know, the Oscars is all about inclusion. Uh, it's been a controversial thing and, and subject over the last 10 years. Um, so I get it. But yeah, I mean, that's great. It got nominated, but it's not going to win Best Picture. Yeah, for sure. I just don't I didn't even feel like that movie came out this this past year, did it? Yep. Okay. Uh, probably beginning of last year. OK, it feels like it's been a little bit longer than that. I know because I've seen it. So I know yeah. it's been a while. Right. <laughs> yep. I'm excited. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet either. That should be out any time now, right? Yeah, that should be out. Should be on our Plex. Um, I've heard some mixed things on it, so I'm not expecting it to be all that great. But I understand why they put it on here. For sure. If you want all the best Queen songs, that's where you go. Oh, the other one I never saw is Vice that I really got wanted to see. I heard Christian Bale was amazing in that. Yeah, I hear he kills it. Um, he's got all the mannerisms down, and I, I definitely want to check that out. And I also didn't see whatever Willem Dafoe was in it at Eternity's Gate. I don't even know what that is, but I like him as an actor. Yeah, I don't mind him either. I really like, I think that, uh, what is the chatter around this? Bradley Cooper? I would think it would be Bradley Cooper. Oh, to win yeah. lead actor? Yeah. Uh, he was he was good, but Rami Malek actually won the uh, Golden Globe for oh, actor so okay. could be an indicator he might win the oscar um vigo morrison again i haven't seen green book but i've been hearing a lot of buzz about rami malik so who knows i can't believe that melissa mccarthy is on a list with the rest of these for lead actors. i know that that movie keeps getting buzzed so might have to check it out eventually one of these times but i kind of feel like and so glenn close from the wife actually won um the golden globe she actually tied with uh, Lady Gaga for the Critics Choice Award for Lead Actress. So it's down to those two, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if Sam Elliott really deserves Best Supporting Actor in A Star is Born. I don't know if he was really that inter integral to the movie. Well, yeah, but there's some intense scenes, especially whenever, uh, you know, they have that scene before he drives off and talks to his brother the last time towards yeah. the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just real intense. But I liked uh, Adam Driver a little bit more as a supporting actor in Black Klansman. I thought he was great, hilarious. And then Marisha Ali, as I've already previously stated, great actor. Yep. And I, he's one of the reasons to watch Green Book. Isn't uh, – okay. oh, no. So did he won the Golden Globe, right, as well? Uh, Sam Elliott? Yeah. Didn't he just win an award the other day? No, I don't, I don't think so. No, he definitely did because he said it's about fucking time. Maybe it's uh, just that he got nominated. It could have been from the nomination. Oh, yeah, for it was the, for his first nom nomination. Yeah, yeah. He said it's about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something he would say. Yeah, I love him. Speaking of that, this is a real quick side tangent. Did you happen to see 
all the chatter today about the Big Lebowski too? No. Is that a real thing? Uh, it, well, maybe. So, Jeff Bridges tweets out about 10 hours ago today, can't be living in the past, man. Stay tuned. And then it's like a clip of the dude. Hmm. And then it, there's a date that says 2-3-2019. 2019. Well, the so, Big Lebowski, that came out in 99? Yep. You know what 2-3-2019 is, right? No. Super Bowl. Okay. Think about a Super Bowl commercial where they announced the Big Lebowski too. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of the fence on this and say it's gonna be like a 20th anniversary re-release with uncut, you know, never before seen scenes or something like that. I don't know about a sequel. Well, I don't want a sequel because I don't, I don't know how that'll go. But I'm just saying that. I mean, look at this. I'm saying this to you right now. Look at this thing and you tell me what you think. Okay. And this looks like him now dressed up like that this doesn't look old <laughs> so he's totally decked out and i know that's the original cardigan or whatever he's oh, yeah. wearing he actually wore it john goodman brought it to his uh his laying of the the hollywood star yeah uh he he brought it to the ceremony and had him wear it it was pretty Excellent. great john goodman's my favorite in that movie man so i don't know yeah this looks like it was just recorded like last week Feels he's like that's where it's headed, right? All kinds of stuff on the floor. He stops and then he's like looking around. Then he turns the camera and does that look that dude look of like, huh? Huh? Dude. The oh, only thing that would have been better if is if we if he would have pulled off a white Russian. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna be like a little bit of a short or something like that. Maybe so. That's, I hope they don't do a sequel, dude. There's no way to do a sequel, right? Maybe he shows up at the Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> God, that would be something. In the sandals. <laughs> Oh, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, and Jeff Bridges actually during the Golden Globes got a Lifetime Achievement Award. So this has been uh, it's been a good year for him so far. But I mean, how do you even do this without Philip Seymour Hoffman? Though his role was incredible uh, in that movie. His, his role though was was uh, he was kind of like the the guy who ran things for the boss who was right. looking for him. Yeah, but for Lebowski, still got John Goodman. You know, you still got. Uh, what's his name? Bashimi. Yeah, Bashimi. Steve Bashimi. I mean, you and you even got the guy, uh, the guy from the bowling alley, the weird dude. Uh, blanking on names. I don't know. Don't know what your problem is. All of a sudden. Well, <laughs> Sam Elliott's a voiceover, or he's in that movie too. Yeah, yeah, Sam Elliott. Tara Reed's in this too. What? What was the last thing you think Tara Reed was in? Probably like Sharknado twenty five. <laughs> I think that's probably. Right. I'm not kidding. She's probably been in so many of those movies. Actually, a lot more than you would think, considering how infrequently you hear her name. Well, I mean, she lives in Jersey, so of course you're gonna infrequently hear it. What does that mean? <laughs> Jersey man. Do you have a hard one against Jersey like I do Florida? As no, she still mean. lives in Jersey. Okay. Anyway, that was a hell of a tangent from the. Uh, the nominations uh let's look at the rest of these nominations we'll see yeah. how that that thing comes out though that'll be a hell of a super bowl commercial if that comes out adam <laughs> mckay for vice is awesome spike lee always cla uh, classic that's what i heard was so great about black klansman was the the directing portion of it oh yeah i thought this was probably spike lee's most realized film because it wasn't too heavy-handed i mean there were some parts where some people could argue it being heavy-handed but um i thought it flowed really well it was very um conventional 
uh, and it, it it appealed to everybody, I, I believe. Well, we will see how these come out. It's going to be interesting to see. We have uh, one other thing that came out this week that we wanted to to bring in real quick. So, the new Future album actually came out this past week, and I know that you haven't had it, you would have had a chance to check it out. But the one person that always has a chance to check out stuff like this is my sister, and so she came on. We did a quick little ten minute session here, where we just interviewed her about the new Future album. So. We're going to go ahead and play that now. Yeah, we'll see what she has to say. So we are here with my sister, Mary, who's a huge rap fan like myself. The new Future album dropped the other day. So Mary's here to tell us a little bit about her thoughts. So to start off, Mary, when was the first time that you discovered Future? So the first time I kind of came about Future was in 2015 uh, when I was at ACL in Austin. And I typically go every year. And it was like a 2 p.m. show, so it wasn't anything that I was like dying to see. But those are the best kind of concerts or artists that you kind of stumble upon at ACL. Definitely. I actually had that happen at for ASAP Ferg, too. But Future was one of the best at ACL that year, for sure. And might I, Drake was headlining that year. So that was the, the day that Drake headlined. And I believe Future came out for two of his songs, but like super briefly. So that was definitely the best year ACL I had. And then that's kind of where I started becoming a big future fan. So, yeah, that's awesome. The disappointing part is whenever we went to see Drake and he was opening for Drake a couple years ago, there were a bunch of stage malfunctions and crap like that that didn't end up. Well, first of all, it was miserable for us because we were we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And he it was like we waited like two hours for him to come on or something like that. And he just never did. And finally, like Drake just came on. And so they just kind of bagged it. And it was like, wasn't it like the first leg of the show? Wasn't it the or the the tour? Yeah, it was Dallas they opened up with. So yeah. so there were a bunch I of think stage. It was a combination of of future maybe being a little bit too intoxicated slash audio problems. I don't really know what the whole scope of it was, but he kind of redeemed himself because that was right after they released their mixtape together, yeah. him and Drake. So they did a lot of like I remember Jersey, Digital Dash, Grammys off of Views. So I remember that they did a lot of songs together, which they was did. nice. That's kind of what happened at Drake this year with Migos. So yeah, even though like he didn't get a lot. And then I remember Drake went off stage for a while and then just had Future, let Future have his time. And I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, at least what the hell? I like that he tried to work him in, though. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and they have so many collabs together. So yeah. I thought I thought it worked. And I think, yeah, it was a little annoying because they didn't go on to like, what, like 10, 30, 11? Yeah, something like that. It was crazy. What are your favorite future albums? You know, I really like this new one. I, I think it just shows him by himself and not really collabing with a ton of people. But, but the collabs on here with Young Gun and Gunna, who I've seen both live, is really good. Mm-hmm. And then um, first off with Travis Scott, who is also amazing. I saw him in November. So I don't know that what a time to be alive with Drake is such a good mixtape. And mm. I also wasn't expecting that because they just dropped out like a bomb too. So I, I think that's my favorite from, from Future. I think Dirty Sprite's definitely up there for me. I really, really liked Pluto 3D a lot. Yep. I liked Evol a lot. People didn't really like that tape at all. It was a little bit darker. Yeah, I, I liked a few of those songs. I always say I'll, I'll give an album over a B plus if I like at least half the songs because sometimes that's rare because a lot of the times on like Drake albums, I don't like some of the songs on there. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, is like on views, I only liked a few of 
those songs. So I didn't Same. really like that album too much, but on every album of the future, I at least like half the songs. So that's why I think he's such a good artist because there's a lot of collabs. He does a lot of things by himself and it's all, he has a very distinct uh, sound voice mm. to him. Yeah, he really, he perfected the mumble rap thing. I feel like a lot of people did not like that for a long time, and it, but he kept at it and it kind of came around. Yeah, that and the auto-tune. I think he's got a lot of backlash for the auto-tune, but you have to think about like, and I don't really know who else to compare that to, but but T-Pain, who uses auto-tune, but actually has a tremendous voice. Right. And I've heard a video on YouTube of Future's actual voice, and it's it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, so, it is. Um, I that, just think the auto-tune, some people take it too far, but I think for Future, it really enhances his voice and just makes them stick out. Because every time I listen to a song and I like don't know who it is and I hear Future, I know immediately that it's Future. So Yeah, exactly. There's nobody else like him at all. It's not even close. Yeah. I liked Hendrix a lot too, though. That yeah, dropped right too. with the, the self-titled Future album and it was hard to kind of like remember what went where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really like this new one a lot, though. The only thing about it is it's a little bit long. I feel like the good summer yeah. albums really got me spoiled to like seven songs on an album and be like, yeah, that's the perfect length. You could run it back like twice and be like, you know, I listened to a full album, but I listened to it twice and got a really good feel for it. And there's something to be yeah, said for that. I agree. So 20 tracks is a little yeah. long for me on this new one. Yeah, I agree. And typically what I do with a new album, I'll listen to I'll listen to it at work because I have time. Right. And then I listen to like halfway through each song. And if I don't even get to the halfway point, if I'm not really feeling it, I'll just skip to the next one. <laughs> I do the same um, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't sit there and listen to it all the way through. But from what I gathered, I really liked at least like half the song. So a few I wasn't I wasn't too crazy about. But what were your top three? I think the opening track was really fire. I love the vocal arrangements and everything. I love the the mixes that they did and the samples in there. I thought it was mm-hmm. fantastic. It almost had like a weekend type of feel in a way. I liked the opening. I thought Jumping on a Jet was really good too. Yep. I really liked Call the Coroner a lot. And I mean, Unicorn Perp is pretty awesome. Yeah. My three are Crushed Up, mm-hmm. which I thought was a was a banger. That's a good one. First off with Travis Scott, just because I'm, I'm a huge Travis Scott fan. And then Unicorn Perp was my third. Yeah. Kind of to your point, you said earlier, anything with Young Thug and Gunna, I'm usually there. I love both those guys. Yeah, because they both opened up for Travis Scott. So I got to see them recently and they were really good. Have you listened to a lot of Young Thug's albums and stuff? Yeah, I've not like really him on his own. He does a lot of collabs with Drake. I know that. Mm-hmm. Obviously Future. And- it's, one, it's exactly like the Travis Scott thing. If you open up your mind just a little like you have to kind of be open-minded about it going into it and if you do that it's it's easy I don't know it's like you're open to being more I don't know I feel like I get too judgmental too quickly I guess is the best way to say this and so if I go into something saying like okay well I'm going to be really open-minded about this I try I tend to give it more leeway and try to like kind of to your point like listen to about half of it and then just skip through it so for me it's yeah. like I try to listen to it all the way to the end be like ah okay well I'm already two minutes through this I may as well finish the last minute or whatever and right. so if you go in listening to all of his albums and just listen to them on their own they're very different each one of them and they all have kind of have something to offer, I think, which is awesome. So uh, Young Beautiful Thugger Girls is fucking awesome. I love that album. Yeah. There's a song with Snoop on there that just goes absolutely ridiculously hard. I agree. What do you think are his best, best feature songs? So songs that he's featured on versus oh, man. him kind of taking the way, yeah. Boy, got to look at the list here. Yep. Don't want to be rude and leave anybody off, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I like slime language a lot. And yeah. there's a song with Gunna and Lil Baby on there. I like Lil Baby a lot, too. I don't know if you've gotten into him too much. But yeah, he's good. Yeah. 
Also, by the way, you can't talk about Young Thug without talking about the High remix for Elton John, the Rocket Man remix. That song's awesome. Yeah, that song is crazy. A brilliant. I, I actually listened to that recently, and I was like, wait, am I hearing this correctly? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible, though. That's been out there for a really long time on like yeah. uh, SoundCloud, just like as a leak, and it's just recently kind of actually been done properly. I think Elton John like heard it or something like that and was like, oh, well, he's just going to take it and do what he wants with it anyway. I may as well just give him all the actual originals. So he did, and so that's why he put it out on an album. You know what would be uh, so freaking awesome? I know that Elton John is doing his farewell tour. Yeah. This year, like if if he just showed up and just did that remix, that'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing. What would you give this album as a score overall? I'd probably say a B plus for sure. I was actually thinking about that earlier. I think this is one of his better albums. I think he's starting to really rise to the top here. I was thinking because at ACL, he was so hidden among that lineup. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the ACL lineups every year, it's like the four headliners. and, And then you have about like six sub-headliners and there's all these artists under and I look at the 2015 lineup and he was like at the very bottom of the list yeah so I think in that perspective like he could almost be like a like a sub-headliner for a festival that's how I think he's starting to really become his own I think Drake kind of took him under his wing and now he's just kind of like pushing him to new levels really rise up yeah, I yeah. Agree. Each album seems to get better and better to me. Before I give yeah. like a final judgment on it, I need to give it one more listen all the way through just to make sure I caught everything. Yeah. And like usually I'll listen all the way through, then make my cuts and then kind of go from there. Yep. But at this point, it's a B to a B plus for me, too. It's definitely up there. It's not yep. on the top echelon of albums from future, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, I so. agree. Well, thanks a ton for coming on. We'll have you on again for another music review, something like that here in the, the coming weeks. And I think you're going to try to come on uh, the new Just Peachy show as well with uh, Claire, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, I think in the works, I saw ASAP Rocky was uh, coming out with a new album. So I hope that drops soon because I'm a big ASAP Rocky fan. Yeah, well, then we'll both give it a listen and then we'll we'll have you on again. So thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that was the future album review. Mary always uh, has good things to say, but that's her first time to come on the show, so I'm hoping that she can come on a little bit more often now. Yeah, even come on as as a guest, you know. Uh, The more music people we get involved with reviews and stuff, the better. I don't think there's anybody out there that likes rap music the way that I do other than my sister, so it's actually kind of perfect, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool that you guys have that brother-sister bond on music. Exactly. We know what that sound means. It's time for us to get out of here. We want to thank everyone for joining us for this edition of Sensibly Loud Radio. If you love the show, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and of course at SensiblyLoud.com. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time for another edition of Sensibly Loud Radio.